everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 92, The Solo Female Hiker, Myths Debunked. We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to join our Patreon family and support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon.com Trust the Trail page. Starting in February, we are now sharing even more podcasts and videos for our patrons. We would love for you to be a part of our Patreon community. Plus, you can receive our podcast early before iTunes or any of the other podcatchers get it on Thursday morning. On this episode, we discuss the generalized fears that face females on the trail and challenge those preconceived perspectives of hiking alone in the wild. I share my own very real experiences with you in hoping to instill a genuine trusting of the trail and get you out there solo as a jaybird. Scott's next to me, so we've got something for you guys too. Don't go anywhere. You can always join in on our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang with us and be part of the awesome community that is what it is. Yeah, uh, we have a, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm blown away by our podcast community, our Facebook group. It, you know, we'll see uh, whether I'm on the road or, or just, you know, like vegging out. All of a sudden I'll get a notification and I'll look and these just like great photographs. You know, like epic adventures that people are having, and I love it. It's rich. It's very warm, and uh, it makes you feel good. And um, yeah, keep them up, and we love that stuff. And uh, you know, it's good to see that people are getting out there after listening to the podcast. That's the cool thing about that. Yeah, one hundred percent. This podcast is definitely inspired um, by so much of the conversation that not only exists around our Facebook page, but also exist in our everyday. Um, I felt it was really important to bring up this topic because particularly this time of year, the beginning of the new year, goals are being made, dreams are wanting to be followed, you know, everyone just kind of sees everything in a fresh light. But ultimately fear holds us back from achieving that or, uh, you know, we let something dictate what should be of ours and the Appalachian trails in our backyard maybe front yard if you were looking north <laughs> right depends on if depends you're looking north or south right but you I know mean, back, we, I want to say backyard <laughs> <laughs> we you know we we evolve ourselves around the culture and the conversation so much that this often comes up in particular you know women hiking solo or the fear or questioning is it doable? Can I do that? And it's it's such the Appalachian Trail in specific. It's such a tangible dream for so many people having a little bit of inexperience because they want to be able to gain something larger than life or something bigger than themselves. And that's for but everybody, not just you know, not not just, just for female. For, that's right. Just, that is. You know, that's the cool thing about the AT. It is really completely gender neutral. Absolutely. Very gender neutral. And so, you know, those dreams and hopes are uh, for everyone. 
You know, I think it's just the but the, I think the topic women sometimes they're like, ooh, I'm gonna be out in the woods by myself. What's that all about? Well, specifically to long distance hiking, I think the Appalachian Trail it becomes, and it's for any any day hike, backpacking, uh, you know, PCT, what, whatever the trail is is but the Appalachian Trail is such a huge topic because it it becomes so tangible for women to be able to go out of their comfort zone and and do it and so the conversation of going solo comes up more frequently because you know of the population and the popularity of the trail itself it, it does expose opportunity to those oh it's tangible especially when you go through all your all your uh, rei receipts <laughs> you're like two grand what so, oh so this uh, oh it's tangible <laughs> this, and that's before you hit the trail <laughs> so yeah we're talking about women hiking solo and um more in hopes to debunk some of that fear or that preconceived um thought that is not only in your mind perhaps but uh the minds of others that uh, you coexist with so we've broken it down into a few topics to touch on um to kind of guide us through the different myths that are out there um so we've got five different topics society stamp of approval and safety huge one ah that damn society statistics uh, we're not going to talk too much about that, but it is part of it. So I definitely want to address that. Fear is becoming larger than life. Huge one. Yep. Then we've got perception of your own ability and then building confidence in order to surpass your dreams. That's huge. Huge. That's the biggest one. So let's get right down to it. Here's a pro tip. That's a big tip right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually I'm really really excited about this podcast in general because it um I fought doing it for a moment because I was like, oh, this is too big of a topic to address in a podcast um and 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 keeping it at a minimal length. And so Scott was like, "No, I think you have so much to say because you have so much passion for it because you once feared it and now you don't anymore." And I and I and when I started when I started really thinking about what I would say in this podcast, I, I, I got crazy involved and so excited about this. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that you're the best person to do it because, you know, I, I, I mean, I wish I, I wish I was exaggerating when I said that, what I'm about to say, but it, I'm not. It's the truth. We were sitting on the couch. Ariane was like, I think I'm going to go hike the Appalachian Trail. I'm like, okay. And like five days later, you were gone. <laughs> Bye. See you later. <laughs> you you were doing it, and the and the thing is, is that, you know, uh, you know, you're you were already lightweight. Um, your your trepidation, or I don't even think you had time to think about it. And then I think that was a key for you, is that you didn't think about it. You just went. Yeah. And you just did it, and, you know, you you had a pretty epic adventure because. You know, I, I, at one point in time, as a, as a guy, as you know, like, I guess as a, someone, you know, I, I took care of my mom and she was sick for a while. And I felt like kind of like the caregiver type role as a guy, when you're going through the Smokies and they close down the park because oh of God. high winds. <laughs> I had no idea that the park was closed. Yeah. You had no idea. I live I, in know, the bliss. Well, I follow, I, I follow them on uh, Twitter 
I follow the park info on Twitter. And so I'm seeing, you know, the park's closed, 441's closed, we're evacuating the park. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're supposed to be hiking over Clingman's Dome today. Which and I so, was. <laughs> which you were. And so. The highest point so on the here AT. I am. I'm, I was kind of, you know, like, I mean, the thing is, is like in the back of my mind, I know you know what you're doing. I, I mean, that that's not what that's not even what kind of shook me. I think the, the fact is that in in my instincts as a guy, I thought, oh, it got it. I got to you know, you know, I'm going to have to rescue her. I'm going to have to go out and get her. I'm going to have to. And which is BS. <laughs> that was that was BS. And I, I totally called myself out on that. Good for you. Oh, absolutely. But you know, as a guy, you're like, oh yeah, you know, you gotta, gotta, you know. And so, here I was, kind of sweating. And so then, but then when you got off that trail and I watched the GoPro video, <laughs> you are hiking literally in 90 mile per hour winds. Debris is hitting you in the face. Oh yeah, I was having the time of my life. And you're laughing and smiling. Like, oh, look at this. This tree is about to like just uproot the whole trail. And let me show you a video on this. And then like, I'm like, why was I so worried? You're fine. You got a ride down there. You got a ride back up. I mean, I didn't even know how you got back up on the trail until I saw a picture of you on Instagram. Which I did not post. We're going to go into that in a little bit. <laughs> right. But, you know, that's the whole thing. You know, I mean. Some it's random a, stranger posts his photo of right? me. <laughs> There's our Well, I guess she's back on the trail. But, you know, that was the thing. And I think that's why you do have value in talking about it. Because it's a, it's, it's a real thing. Not only for guys when they're. Um, you know, when their partners, when their wives, their girlfriends are hiking alone on the trail, but for girls also and for females, I, I, it's a great topic. Yeah. So I want to throw a disclaimer to you guys. Uh, don't worry. I'm not a feminist. I definitely don't believe in society holding women back or anything like that. So you don't have to worry. This podcast is not political in any sense whatsoever. Um, this is not what this podcast is about. It really is about you know giving women a little bit of a boost to negate that fear that naturally becomes instilled in the everyday conversation so um society stamp of approval and safety i think that's so important to start with because that's really where a lot of it stems from um generalized society has placed this like overall blanket of unacceptance of women going out in the woods alone they yeah, just because of all horror movies with this whole podcast on the halloween episode that right. you know horror movies it's like you know i mean who gets killed first it's always here, here's the thing in horror movies it's always the the kind of like the the women that they have made into like these frady cats and then the shy, timid woman usually becomes the hero of the whole thing. You know, all the guys get killed, by the way, in every horror movie. I mean, just <laughs> think about that, men. Guys don't make it. It's usually the women they that make the it that make the hero. Now, I think that um, I think that it's rapidly evolving, this concept of women going out in the woods alone you know, at a really rapid rate. But it still holds so much strength in our perception of what is safe not only from us who's considering going out into the wilderness but also 
from a generalized idea of, oh, you know, women, you better be safe out there. And really, it, it all stems from an unknown source. And I don't want to say uneducation, but it's completely out of the normalcies of everyday existence. And because of that, it accentuates this fear in others. And it just, it rapidly grows into this like, you know, higher than, like, bigger concept than it actually truly is. Um, meaning it offers a lot of less support for something that, you know, it just people are less supportive of you in general because um, it's unfamiliar to them. Well, it's it's the unknown territory. And it's the stigma. You know, I mean, the whole stigma of society, you know, I mean, this is going back a long way where, you know, um, you know, the whole men are stronger, you know, men can do it better, you know, women, you know, it's it's that stigma that society, look, look at, there, there are things that you have to unlearn in life, you know, and for a female, I think, you know, one of the things is that you are no less safer out on the trail than you are anywhere else. And yeah. that's, the, that's the society thing that we've just got to get over. Yeah, I mean, you live, most people, well, I don't want to say that, most people, but, okay, look, take an urban city, for example. You live and exist in an urban city. The odds are more likely against you in that environment. You have so many more things out to get you per se and I and I put that in quotations because you know it's just your your odds in general are just greater well yeah it's, but, it's the law of large numbers right if you play that game the law of large numbers and you're out there by yourself male or female it makes no difference right because crime doesn't always think of it as uh, gender neutral it thinks of you as opportunity and so if you're in an urban development you know, as a guy who's not paying attention to his surroundings and your wallet's hanging out of your back pocket, odds are because of the law of large numbers, there's more people around. You may be, you you know, you, you may get uh, pickpocketed or a crime. I think that's the, well, the gig. I think that we exist in it. And so we do it. It becomes a routine. We exist in it every single day. We wake up, we get through our day, nothing happens, we go to bed, we do it all over again, and it becomes this rhythmic routine for us. And so it's known, and we build confidence going, likely nothing is going to happen today. But the unknown factor, people that don't exist in the everyday in the outdoors or deep within the wilderness, it's unknown, so they generally fear it more. And the same goes for your preconceived notion of going solo in the woods it's an unknown territory to you and let's face it there's this like and i don't know where this develops from but this idea of walls versus exposure and it plays a huge part in this safe like feeling safe or not safe well i think no, I'm just thinking as you're saying this. I totally apologize. Would you agree? <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, because I was thinking about when you said, you know, like, you get in this routine, everything's normal, you know, and that's so true. I would imagine that if anyone of us routinely went to go fill our tanks up with gas and Bigfoot 
on a regular basis. <laughs> Bigfoot jumped out <laughs> of the gas station and it was caught on surveillance video and he you know Bigfoot was taking out some people and it was a big issue. I would think people would be well, man, I'm gonna, I need to go get gas. Will this be the day I get attacked by Bigfoot? By Bigfoot. <laughs> and I think <laughs> And I think that's the whole thing because we trust more in our urban daily lives. We trust our surroundings so much more. But then when it comes to the woods, it's unknown equals fear. Unknown equals fear. And that's no different in the woods. That's so true. That's no different in the woods. It's absolutely no different when you go to, to control. a new city. You don't control the, the same, you know, you're not controlling your environment. Right. It's the same urban environment, but a pl- brand new place. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what to do. It, it's no different. Unknown equals fear. And that case in point, women. You know, this society stamp of disapproval is that you shouldn't. You need to be careful. Oh, my you're going out alone men don't get that same reaction generally speaking they don't get that same reaction because society has aimed this like it's more dangerous for women to go out alone why i don't know they always make it to the end of the movies i don't know why we keep thinking that they always make it to the end of the movie so i have a i actually have a I have a slight little theory, and this is a very generalized statement, so forgive me, women. Uh, not everybody falls within this. Me in particular, not so much. But women tend to gig, like hoard in packs. We, we tend to be pack animals, in a sense. No. I've <laughs> and never again, seen you very, guys very go generalized. to the bathroom all together at the <laughs> very same time. Very generalized, so I apologize. At, at the dinner table, no way. But, but so I think, like, naturally, we... We hang out together more. We, uh, we, uh, I would say, I don't want to say value, but we tend to seek out more of that like pack mentality, the friendships, the girl time, that kind of thing. Blanket statement. Yes. But what that does is when we decide to go alone, not only in us, but in others, it's this fear and it digs deeper into insecurities of the unknown. And that's my point. No, I think you have a valid point. I mean, absolutely. I think that it all plays into hundreds of years of stereotype and what our culture thinks and what our society, you know, portrays in in our pop culture. Absolutely. 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 So some basic wisdoms for safety. And this is a broader topic, not fully discussing, but... Tell people your plan. It's that simple. Let people know where you're going. We've talked endlessly about planning ahead and preparing, giving a trip report, whatever. Just let people know where you're going so there is a general idea of, yeah, people know where I'm going. So it's a security blanket. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, when you hiked the Appalachian Trail, um, I always knew your vicinity. Yeah, vicinity. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I... I lost the argument of putting a GPS tracker oh, on you. Absolutely, um, you did. Lost that argument, <laughs> but see, that's the whole screwed up thing about that is that, I mean, you know, like, you know, when I hiked the AT, no one, no one came up to me. Oh, Scott, I mean, you know, I need to know exactly where you're going to be and what. I mean, no one said that to me, you know, and so, 
that's the I, I I think that's the focus of what we're trying to say too is that man you know guys you gotta back off you gotta you know let your your girlfriends and your wives and your partners you just gotta you gotta let them go and we'll I think build as, that confidence and in build them, that yeah. confidence but as, I think as long as you have a plan and you say okay I'm gonna on this day I'm gonna go from here to here that's the plan and always know a general vicinity and have check-in points because that's important to have check-in points and exit <laughs> strategies and things like that but you know for i mean that's it other than that well, man, go out there hit it's, it it's funny that you say check-in points because my next topic is social media and uh, lo and behold we did have a plan to check in i was supposed to check in with scott before i headed back up into the smokies from gatlinburg and i failed <laughs> failed to do that i hitchhiked up got a ride and um turns out the the guy that had given me a ride posted my photo on instagram and scott's scrolling through the well i was hashtagging <laughs> appalachian trail that's what i was ha i hashtag appalachian trail. Me. i was searching i'm like oh that girl looks familiar <laughs> i got in trouble for not checking in on him <laughs> but so speaking of social media um you know just maybe don't post in real time uh delay your accounts uh, keep your family up to date in real time, but uh, leave, if you are concerned about it, um, social media is an avenue that everybody can access. So maybe just delay your post. Mix oh, it absolutely up. Absolutely delay it. You know, let let your loved ones and your people know, um, you know, like where you are in real time. But as far as social media goes, absolutely delay it. That's the... That's the number one rule. I mean, but, but, we know a lot of people that do that. But mix it up, too, and uh, to keep people on their toes and not exactly knowing exactly where you're at in real time. Uh, but mostly gain experience um, and expertise before heading out. Uh, there is a thing as street smarts, but there's also a thing as trail smarts. Uh, get to know your gear, learn your route, do the basics, but have a little bit of trail smarts before you go. And uh, that comes with practice, but that said statistics jumping right into statistics oh boy. since we just talked about trail smarts um what are the odds so here here before you get into that i'm now a lot of times you and i when we prep for our show you've got your stuff you and, got your stuff <laughs> and i've got my stuff i let you roll you let me roll so i don't know but i'm gonna bet i'm gonna bet a cup of coffee that statistically now again it's everything's based on the law of large numbers okay everything in stats the number one rule i'm gonna because more guys go hiking i would think absolutely but i would say that in general more guys get lost and need help on the trail than females that's actually true uh, now i know it, more guys probably go and that stat is probably exponentially favored that right stat. anyway because right. more guys go but having i'm having a little bit of a stubborn streak in me um and and a lot of times of course now there's gps but back in the back in the day um i would not ask for directions for anything and i would i would venture to say that men become a little bit more stubborn as asking for help 
before they actually really need the help. Okay, so my stats have nothing to do with men asking for directions or getting lost. <laughs> Which is the guys probably but... lost on the trail. <laughs> but um, absolutely, statistics do prove that more men hike. More men also hike alone. That is a proven. More women statistics prove more women hike in partners versus men so yes you can say there's some skewed um, information out there um, generally it's about 2.2 or two and a half somewhere in that blanket to every one woman uh, that that hike um, particularly in long distance but I think that that could be applied to almost any general statement for backpacking or hiking in general um, but there are no statistics, no proven statistics that actually say that it's safer for men to hike than it is for women to hike. And I think that's very important. Yeah, I, that, that's it's just, absolutely. It's a perception of safety. There are no statistics out there. And you're welcome to prove me wrong, but there are no statistics that prove that it is actually safer for men to hike. So what you're saying is that if you encounter a bear on the trail, <laughs> the bear looks at, wondering where you're going with this. The bear looks at you and says, "Ah, you're a male. I let you pass today, my friend." <laughs> but if you're female, right? See, that's so silly. And the the funny thing is, is that most we we get so many questions. Well, what about bear? What if what if I see a bear? So there is a statistic that proves that men are more concerned about animal and wildlife encounter of than women by far. It's a huge that makes that makes so huge, much sense. Huge. Yeah. But women are more concerned than men about a questionable encounter. Right. In town. That makes so not much on sense. the trail, but in town is higher than on the trail. If you can believe it. Again, I say women are more concerned about an, an, an uncomfortable encounter or questionable encounter in town than on the trail. So, again, I revert back to it is not unsafe for women to hike. <laughs> so what you're saying, that's interesting. So if a woman sees a bear in in the woods on the trail, they're less the concerned. The woman is like, oh, God, crap. And if a guy sees a bear on the trail, he may actually crawl down in a fetal position and cry <laughs> like a baby. But there, there's but no. But I can I, so see that though. So the 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 see, stats don't include how many of the women versus men actually encountered a bear and then feared and what their level of fear was. Again, it's it's what is more important to the women versus what's more important to the men, and, and that's where these stats are. So when let's talk about oh a fear being so amplified by women a concern about an encounter something that made them feel uncomfortable i hate to break it to you but yes there is truth in that yes there it does happen uncomfortable encounters strange encounters do happen but they don't happen to individualize women versus men so i have a very real story that occurred on the trail when i was hiking um, I was hiking alone. Um, 
That's my trail name, Solo. And you're, you're on the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> I was on the Appalachian yeah. Trail. Um, and I was passing through. I was about to go up to Trey Mountain. And I was passing by, um, you know, a, a, a road access. And I experienced a very questionable encounter. And it, and it did. It genuinely made me very nervous. But I, but it was a female that approached me with two other men in the car. And quite honestly, I think they were high on meth and they just like wanted to see what I, they could pickpocket off of me or steal from me. Um, I don't believe my safety was ever at risk. But it's interesting because, and I, and I want, I firmly believe that it was my reaction to the scenario that made the difference in, I would not say my safety, but in something going wrong or not. So what'd you do? So <laughs> um, I approached, I just kept walking and I didn't acknowledge their detail. I didn't stop a beat in my hike. I didn't stop a beat and I just kept walking. But it's interesting because I could hear there was a, a solo male within earshot of me, didn't see them, um, was in with earshot of me going through the exact same thing. So the solo male was targeted just as much as the solo female. And I bet you if there would be two, a partner behind me, within a reasonable distance, they probably would have experienced the exact same thing. Yeah, and I think that's a great point because in all of your urban cities, that happens every day. Every single day, it is no different. Your reaction, if, so let's take, you know, that whole reaction if you were here in Atlanta, in the city. You'd probably do the same thing. Just ignore them, keep walking, you know, don't stop because, right. you know, that that's that's what that's the thing. It's like the they preying on the empathetic. Nature no, they prey on the opportunity. Exactly. Like uh, opportunity is completely gender neutral. It's the opportunity. So, you know, that kind of sketchy behavior. And yeah, I mean, there's sketchiness everywhere, folks. I mean, that's the that's real life. That's, you know, you, you're not going to be able to run into the woods to get away from sketchy people <laughs> no you, you're not but but well, most of the most of the time sketchy people don't like climbing up three thousand feet elevation right well i was just about to say the the people that actually make but the there was a trip that was that mountain road but they there was a road that went up yes, there it was a road and they went up there because they knew it was in March or in April, and they knew there were a lot of hikers going by. Right. So, you know, vagabonds and people that, you know, mooch on the street, they're very, very street smart. And so that didn't happen by accident. But I think the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, when you are in an urban environment and someone comes up to you and says, hey, you know, can I have some change? You know how to handle it. You know how to handle you it. You react the same way all the time. And the trail is no different. But the trail it, doesn't. The trail does not. It, it just because you're in the woods, it doesn't become a different. Um, you, you, your common sense and your instincts should not change. It you know, it's like oh, I don't trust anybody in the urban belt, but I want to. I want to trust everyone on the trail. It, it just doesn't change. It's so common sense. 
and you know be aware of your surroundings yeah and i think like you can't blanket that statement uh that it's entirely based on your reaction to but i think it holds a lot of value in that and just if you're concerned be a little bit wiser about when you're crossing these roads when you're you know partner up and and i had considered waiting and holding back until another individual passed by and then i was like what's the point no i'm not there's no need and and so it does exist yes i don't want you to think that it's this like tall tale that like it does exist but there there really is nothing to fear there's nothing to fear except fear itself i know that's a cliche and you know you can make it as um you know it it happens uh, it happens every day here in Atlanta it happens every day in New York City it happens every single day in most of your small town USA it it's just it, it's you're just not that's just apt, life you're not as apt to expect it i guess on the trail and so your reaction becomes amplified or greater or right because it's the unknown you're the, out there you know it's it's, you're out there in the unknown and and i think what uh, and i can tr- assure you having a partner or, or going in a group of people is not going to make you any safer in a situation a situation is a situation but but if you look at the law of large numbers like we're talking about on this podcast is that now you did a lot of miles on the at how many times did that did that happen? Particularly just the once. Okay. I had a random once. encounter, but it was very innocent. So I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, so how many how many uh, days were you out there? How many months? Uh, I was shy, shy of, well shy of two. Okay, two months. You had one encounter. Yeah. I challenge you to go out. <laughs> In I any have, urban development and come back and report to me in a week how many weird encounters you had. I had a weird encounter the other day at my job. <laughs> right. <laughs> where right. I actually had to call the police <laughs> right. to have somebody removed from my building. Right. So and I think it that's, happens. And, and that's the whole point of, <laughs> of what we're trying to say is that, look, life is perspective. It's how you perceive <laughs> your life. And if you're going to get so afraid of what could happen on the trail, you're probably not going to get on the trail. In you know, so you could just stop listening and just go back to your and, daily and, life. And the <laughs> and the other way is that you know, <laughs> there are days that you know probably. I mean, if we if th- that whole same attitude, we'd be like, well, I'm not going to leave the house because I have to drive on Interstate 85 next to a car that's going 80 miles per hour and the person that is driving the car, I have no idea. They look sketchy. I mean, (laughs) you know, I'd rather walk next to a person that looks sketchy on the trail than hurling in a car going 80 miles per hour next to a person that looks sketchy. I'm just saying. I I think my odds of of being okay are better on the trail. (laughs) Which brings us speaking of fear uh to our third case in point fear becoming larger than life and i think that this is where um it's not gender specific but it does have a lot of um 
oomph, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, for women, because for some reason we allow that fear to hold us back. Um, don't let other people's fear, their fears, their experiences dictate your own concerns or turn them into your own experiences before they even become anything at all. And what I mean by this is we allow the masses to speak for us. Scott has taught me this great phrase that I, I cannot get out of my head to save my life, but it's become part of my daily life. Don't let others live rent free in your mind. And it, and, and, and this happens so easily when we go to start researching topics, like when we are researching a particular trail or when we're researching the Appalachian Trail, uh, these big long distance hike, or just in general. If you were to type in, you know, women hiking solo on the trail, you're probably going to get a lot of a lot of concern right up front in front of you and it, it shouldn't dictate your path of being willing to explore so this happened to me it's the first time it had happened to me in such a huge way but I had decided to hike the Kalalau Trail off the Nepali coast in Kauai and I decided to go at it alone um, and I had hiked before alone um, it wasn't really a concern of being alone. It was more my circumstance. I mean, work paid for the ticket. So it was it was, it was a freebie in a sense. And so circumstances Hawaii, dictated. Though, you got to pay for the shuttle flight to well, the yeah. island. Well, yeah. So that but, was all on your dime. Right. Um, but I was, once I decided, hey, I'm going to hike this. It wasn't the alone part that, that scared me, but... I was really excited to actually go alone. I wanted to test my ability. I had never, ever before experienced an exposed terrain cliffside um, hike. It, it, I just, I never had experienced that before. So that was brand new to me. Um, because it was brand new to me, because it was unknown to me, I started researching like everybody does. And that is when the fear began setting in. It wasn't the alone. It was the unknown and the, uh, the others dictating for me what I should be fearing. Not what I actually feared, but what I perceived to be the most feared part of the trail. You mean YouTube videos and social media <laughs> influenced the way you thought? Absolutely. About and gear or a trail <laughs> or what you should do. And oh I, my God, I'm thinking this could be another podcast, folks. <laughs> I just, I think it's so important. Like, yes, I'm an experienced backpacker. Hands down, I know what I'm doing. Even when I don't know, I know what I'm, I, I, I know how to like acclimate to it. But I became susceptible to something that everybody else became susceptible to. It's the unknown. And in doing my research on the trail, looking at blogs, trail reports, looking at the state park detail, you know, plan ahead and preparing, just doing what I'm supposed to do in my due diligence. I began, my nerves began forming and mostly initially it was about river crossings because it was, it was more about forging. Like, when am I going to know when they're swelled too much? Because I mean, that's just a risk. It's a flash in that. flood area. Yeah. And there are several of them, but, but more so 
the it 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 all boiled down to this one steep angled angled slope it's a section and it's very pop popular it's called crawler's ledge and it's the most feared part of the trail or the most popular but i think people spin it as the most fearful part because it's called crawler's <laughs> edge you're, crawler's I mean, ledge gonna, yeah you're not you're not hiking anymore you're crawling yeah, i mean if you're gonna do a youtube video right and you've done the kalal trail you're gonna like crawler's edge <laughs> i mean of course it's i mean it's the name of course you're gonna put drama in it i mean it just visually it looks terrifying because of the exposure um and when I was on it, I, I I definitely got a sense of it being angled toward the the cliff's edge, and you you don't have a perspective, so you see pretty much nothing underneath you, and so it, it can be very intimidating, yes. But I but I almost it, it became this larger than life fear, and <laughs> and it was a breeze. There was nothing to fear, but I but. But before, as I'm approaching it, I'm thinking, maybe I should just wait until somebody else is, like, hiking near me. And I, I, I started conjuring up all these, like, what ifs. Like, what if I fall over? What if I lose my balance? What if I fall? No one's going to know I've, I've fallen off this ledge. There's nothing to leave evidence. And it, it just became this, like, huge fear of mine. So much so that my heart started pumping and I mean I was nervous and I started shaking as I saw it come up on the trail and I did it and I was like what the hell that was so cool and easy and I don't even why is everybody scared of that I I had no concept of like why is this so scary it's I didn't it was there's plenty of room there's ample amount of room. It's because, you know, and and the thing is, is that and you know, you and I have had so many conversations about this and and for for people in general, women, men, you can't let fear live rent-free in your head. When fear lives in your head for free, you are giving it freedom. You're giving fear um, its its due diligence, and that's false. You know, I mean, I, you've heard the the cliche, the saying, you know, fear spelled false evidence appearing real. Well, yeah, we hear that, we see it, blah blah blah, but it's got a lot of power, and when you let that fear live rent free in your head. It changes your behavior and it's the difference between doing and not doing. It's the difference between taking a leap forward and staying back. And I think that's, that was the biggest, well, that was the most beautiful thing about that hike that you went on. Yeah. I mean, fear is so subjective. It's so subjective. But yet we we allow what we read, we allow um, what's highlighted. These are rare occurrences. These are things that maybe 
you know, don't need to to have this entire story built around it and creating this fear. It's subjective. I allowed other people's hyped up version of what they experienced to dictate my own preconceived ideas. And it's funny because about 70 yards past Crawler's Ledge, I freaked my shit. Freaked my shit. I was so scared. I didn't scare. I wasn't fearful of anything that anybody else had like deemed the scariest part of the trail. But I <laughs> I had a um, I had a real panic because I felt my footing slip in a very ridiculous section and and I and I feared and I had nothing to brace myself against. Crawler's ledge, at least you have something to like sit up against and like control your you know your your vertigo or whatever nothing and and it's just so funny because that was that was my moment of fear but it was just this random patch of dirt that nobody else maybe would have ever mentioned and I doubt it's mentioned anywhere anywhere in any trail report that you see but it was my fear so other people's fear don't let dictate your own and I think experience it for yourself um, just hike your own hike has never been truer in this statement because it especially in preparing for it because I think that we allow ourselves to fear hiking solo because somebody else has said it's not appropriate to do so or it's unsafe to do so or they say the opposite the thing is, is that, you know, um, you have to be your own adventure. You know, backpacking and hiking is a lot like a thumbprint. No two experiences are ever going to be the same. So when you watch someone else's video or you watch, you know, um, you know, you, you, you get caught up in the whole wonders of the trail. That's that's true, but it's your own adventure. It's your own experiences, and you know what what someone else's perspective is on one section of the trail could be completely different. Like you know, if you're doing a long distance backpacking trip or even a weekend backpacking trip, and you did your research, and someone said, "Oh man, that creek." Oh, I'm going to tell you, I couldn't get through it. And then you go by and there's like a drought and you walked right through the creek. Well, you know, that's a different perspective. You know, um, someone might say, well, it was 90 mile per hour winds and a blizzard and it was the worst of times. You may get up there and it may be 80 degrees with no wind whatsoever. Everything is in a scene through your eyes. And if you let fear tell you, what's going to happen or what's not going to happen, then it cheats you. If you let that live rent free in your head, you're cheating your experience with nature or on the trail. And, and, and everything that you do when you start a, a long distance trip, whether it's through hiking the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail or whether it's you know going out there for four or five days it makes no difference. I don't even care if it's car camping. When you do your research and you're doing your planning, take everything that's being said to you as a grain of salt. 
take it as a generality. Like, you know, you can, okay, well, Crawler's Ledge, is it sketchy? They said it's sketchy. You know, I'm kind of prepare for it, but I'm keeping an open mind about it. You know, meanwhile, last year, when they did a video of Crawler's Ledge, do you know how much weather can happen in a year? Do you know how much erosion can happen in a year? Like, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that looks pretty easy. And you get there and there's no trail. You know, so. Like, where do I go? <laughs> yeah, what do I do? So, you know, like, you, you just have to, you know, take it, take it for info, but take it as a grain of salt because remember, you are your adventure. Your experience is going to be so different than everybody else's. And so, you know, what Ariana just men mentioned about, yeah, it was sketchy up at Trey Mountain. You may breeze through Trey Mountain like there is nobody around, you know? I mean, so it's, it's all in perspective. Everything is about your adventure and not somebody else's adventure. Right, absolutely. You know, and that's the whole thing that we're trying to, that we're trying to do with the podcast is that, um, throw fear away. Just throw it away. There is no fear. If if you know, just take fear and your your you know, like we fear things every day in our lives, right? We we fear the unknown. We feel you know, really fear is lack of control. Really, if you want to get down and dirty about it, it's like we can't control it. We can't manipulate it. So eh, we're a little nervous about it. You know, the nervous becomes, well, maybe I don't want to do it. That looks too scary or maybe too hard. And so we put that away. You know, fear really is the catalyst of us not fulfilling our dreams and our destiny and what we want to do in our lives because fear is, is a liar. <laughs> yeah, and I think a, a lot of times it, it coerces you into this lie of, I don't have the ability to do so. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not experienced enough to do that, or I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. So number four, perception of your ability. Work backwards. The best piece of advice I can offer you, women, men, whatever the case, um, work backwards. Figure out what it is you fear the most. What's your biggest concern? Um, What's somebody else's biggest concern of you going out there? Work backwards. Scott taught me very early on in our relationship this maneuver that has changed the game for me entirely. And it's working backwards to just void out any concerns, any fear, building the confidence to be able to know that you are good in any situation. And it's more about visualizing your time out there, visualizing your, um, you doing it in, in, in real time, closing your eyes and visualizing yourself doing it. And it takes away the unknown when you've seen yourself doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I think that we met a lot, you know, we met a lot of sketchy people on the trail, guys. I mean, like, it, it, the, I mean, that's just the reality of any trail. Um, you know, we, we 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 met someone living in a Appalachian Trail shelter one time, and I had 
four females with me that I was guiding to Hot Springs, North Carolina. Um, so it happens. It's your reaction and your perception of what that that is. I think if you if you kind of take a quiet moment in anything you're about to do in life and you visualize, okay, where am I going? Where am I, where, how am I, where am I hiking? Where am I going to, you know, you, you go through, where am I getting my water? How am I eating? Setting up your tent. You, you meditate and just take that moment. Just take a moment and go through your hike. Go through the whole thing. And, you know, and then add some bad weather in there. Like it's raining. <laughs> it's always a it's good idea. It's snowing. <laughs> what are you doing? How are you reacting? And, you know, and then add that, okay, this person's kind of sketchy. How, what am I I'm just going to keep walking. I'm going to walk away. Blah, blah, blah. I think that really can help you. I think, I, I think for women in general going solo, all I can tell you is that I am here today doing this podcast because of a female. I through hike the Appalachian Trail because of a female. Um, she taught me everything about lightweight backpacking back in 2001. And I believe she did it by herself. She did do it by herself in 1998. I so, think there were no blogs out there talking about... No. No, you know, there was women nothing. Women not going out Internet alone. was a baby. <laughs> So, you know, I, I'm here today because of a female. So I all, I, all I can tell you is that there is no fear. The fear is a lie. Awareness is real. Being self-aware is very real. Um, knowing and having common sense, very real. Knowing your gear um, practicing with your gear, planning and preparing, you know, that's all part of common sense and being safe and being, you know, smart. That's real. But fear, like, oh my God, I'm going to get killed by an axe murderer on the trail. That's a lie. <laughs> that is false. No axe murderers are going to climb a mountain and no... I mean, it, it just, well, I mean, I that think that's just doesn't the, happen. It's an opportunity. It's a law of large numbers. Right. It's, the, I mean, there are, um, and I know we just had a, one of our podcast listeners uh, works for the uh, Appalachian Trail Conservancy. And I know she would be the first one to tell you that there would, there are millions and millions of people throughout the Appalachian Trail that have been on the trail and the odds of a solo female hiker having an issue because of a sketchy person is almost zero 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 point one percent. I would say the cockiness of men is what gets them into more <laughs> disappearing acts than anything else. Which establishes our fifth and final um, building confidence in order to surpass your dreams and it's all about 
how you perceive not only yourself, but your abilities. Um, and that makes or breaks the, the, the next outcome. It, practice makes perfect. How many times have we heard that? It's not that it makes perfect in this scenario, but it definitely helps build the confidence. Without actually experiencing it, you will never know. Is it safe or not? Am I capable or not? You'll never know that without actually doing it. And the more you do it with more regularity, the more you become confident, not only in your abilities, but those that surround you become confident in you and don't worry as much that you're solo, that you're out there in the woods doing it. I got to tell you, my family doesn't even blink an eye anymore. They don't even, they're like, oh, okay, you, 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 you're good, whatever. But it's because they've established this idea that they trust my abilities. They trust that I know what I'm doing. They trust that I'm going to make confident decisions because I'm experienced. And confidence comes out of that. And then, it, you know, it's well, just, it's building your confidence to be able to make your dreams happen. Well, there's two things. Um that I would say to everyone listening. One is contempt prior to investigation. And that means is that you've already made a decision about the outcome before you've tried it. And that's that's BS. <laughs> you know, that is that is arrogance to its core. That you have made a decision before you've done it. That's called contempt. You're, you're contempt prior to getting out there and doing it to see if it's truthful or it works. The second thing I would have to say is that it's a real, there, there is so much power in not being able to control your environment and your surroundings. I mean, Let's face it. I mean, let's let's get down and truthful. We're as we're sometimes we can be pretty narcissistic. <laughs> like we think we know everything. <laughs> and so for you to get on the trail and say, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to trust the trail. Damn it. Well, I dare you to do it. Get out of your comfort zone. Just, you know, Expect the unexpected. Plan for the unexpected. That's the magic of going out there and seeing stuff that the person that told you, oh, I wouldn't go do that. That sounds dangerous to me. Or, you know, that's, just be careful. Be careful. That's the person you want to live in your head. Not fear. But the inspiration and the motivation of going out there and seeing the beauty and experiencing the, the trail community and the people that, that love the outdoors, that want to connect to nature. And when you're out there and, and you get to experience all that and you can say, you know what? I did it. I, I finished it. And, not, and I was fine. And then you inspire other people to do the same thing. It's just paying it forward. Yeah. So 
trusting the trail it's not it's not that hard to do no i mean it's it's a matter of choice it's a matter of just putting that foot forward and saying you know what yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go out there and and do it so if you guys are aspiring through hikers or you if you if you think that you want to you know get out there we would love to hear we'd love to hear your uh, comments we have a trail ambassador program now on trusttrailpodcast.com we want to hear from you guys we would love for you to tell your story about you know did you have fear did you encounter something that made you fear did you you know what what was that that said ooh man I mean, you know i i don't know you know um, we we would love to we would love to hear that. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> we the community is what makes you know this this podcast you know keep going. And so, absolutely, throw in your comment on that trail ambassador. Um, become part of the community. We would love it. But which is so yeah. funny because <laughs> you know the funny thing about it is that you know we've been doing trail magic for so many years, and some of the women that I saw fresh and new um, at Springer mm-hmm. were some of the females that I saw at Trail Days. Yeah. And their attitude is so much different. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when I see them at Trail Days, they're like, yeah, I mean, like, you got two minutes of my time. I'm, I'm backpacking, man. I'm like, dude, get it. What, what do you got? <laughs> you know, and it, it's like the goal is to do something big and they have worked backwards. They said, I want to get to, you know, I want to get to Canada if you're hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. I want to get to Maine if you're hiking the Appalachian Trail or, or Georgia if you're doing a southbound. That's the goal. The only thing you got to do is work backwards. How do I get there? And it certainly is not going to happen if you have one shred of fear. You just got to go for it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, so, so much for listening. Um, Please post a comment on iTunes and help us spread the word about this podcast. Um, Any of your favorite other podcast catchers, um, we would love uh, to to get your, you know. Comments, feedback. Absolutely. We love it. Big shout outs to our Facebook members and our patrons. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Phillips, Gary, uh, and Suzanne Johnson. Thank you guys so, so much. We'd love for you guys to come on a backpacking trip with us. We're going to be in Arizona on the 12th and on the 13th in Quartzsite, Arizona. So if any of you guys live in Arizona and you want to do a meet and greet, we're going to be there. Um, our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, Radio Public. That is available on both iOS and Android. You can also follow us on Instagram and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. So we really appreciate your support. In the meantime, you guys remember one, one simple thing, In, whether it's life, whether you're living a nomadic life on the road or on the trail or just living your life everyday life just remember the journey that you're on the trail that you're on is 
Frost. 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 Frost.